Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the Monday episode, and you get it on a Sunday evening if you're uh, an IFS subscriber. Why aren't you? Um, I was going to say something. We'd just been talking about things we were going to talk about, and we'd forgot. Yeah, well, we were talking about our dinners. I just thought, oh, we talked about our dinners. And we've all dinners again if you want. With autumn setting in, although it's not It's fucking boiling hot here. Summer's I back. thought, I thought this morning, I thought, hey, you know, it's kind of September. Maybe it's time to do a roast tonight with yeah. all the trimmings, just like we were all psychiatric patients at Christmas in Broadmoor. Um, it, you know, if if it's yeah. good enough for them, it's good enough for us. So I planned a, a roast, a veggie roast, obviously, and uh, I've just made it. It was delicious. I felt like I hadn't had a roast in ages. It's not the sort of thing you have over summer, generally speaking, is yeah. it? No. Um, I was particularly delighted with the gravy I made. In fact, it's not a life logistics episode, but I'm going to tell you, I think I've outlined my homemade gravy recipe on this podcast before, so I won't bore you with all the details of it, but it does require some what, some dark brown liquid. I right? this would be a vegetarian gravy, won't it? Vegetarian, but it's, mm. it's knockout, and it's very easy to make into meat one, because if you, you do the same thing if you're making a meat one, you just add in... The juices from the roasting tin yeah. at the end, meat juice, Come and on, uh, and I like so you roast a load of vegetables with herbs and garlic and salt and pepper and all of that until they're nice and soft. You get them out, you put them on the hob, you chuck in a bit of flour to thicken it, and then what you do is you take usually it would be either some uh, Worcester sauce mm. or some Henderson sauce. I think works very well, which Henderson is the Sheffield. Is that what they call the, yeah, it? Yeah, it's just the Sheffield sauce. Uh, or you could put in balsamic vinegar if you're that way inclined. Right. Anything that's dark, it makes it go dark, you see. Yeah. And then after that, you might add a little bit of bulb water, maybe even half a stock cube as well, just to punch it up a bit. And then if you're if you're uh, if you're a meat eater, add the juices from the pan. Bang. Mm-hmm. Lovely gravy. And then you then you pour it through a sieve into a bowl, pour the then the then you've got the pure gravy, pour that into the jug. Yeah. Make it before time and just warm it up for a minute in the microwave before serving if you want. Brilliant. It's do you have a gravy great. do you have a, a gravy boat yeah, in your home? I do. It's Good. a showstopper, mate. Yeah. And uh, but I started making it and I don't have any brown liquid. No Worcester sauce, no Henderson's relish, not what? even some balsamic vinegar. So what I've done is I thought, well I need some sort of liquid that is very dark. Fucking found some soy sauce, chuck that in. It oh. was a game changer. Yeah. Okay. Real depth, both in yeah. colour and flavour. Nice. Don't worry, it doesn't make your roast, your traditional British roast, turn like into a Chinese, right? Which, yeah, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, I'm not crossing... I'd welcome that. I'm not crossing cultural borders here. You just... It's, it's nice because it's basic. 
What soy sauce is this? It's what your Chinese use instead of salt. It's just quite a salty mm. sauce. And that that's welcome in a gravy. And, and when then you add yeah, it to the gravy, stock gravy, and the salt. vegetables and possibly yeah. your meat juices, it's fucking knockout. And Genius. it makes the it makes the gravy once you sift it through. It makes the gravy as it poured over the the vegetables. And I've made a veggie toad in a hole and roasted potatoes and all that. As you pour it over, it looks just like the gravy did in those gravy adverts that hypnotised us when we were kids. You know the Bristol ones, Linda Bellingham. Well, Bisto or Oxo, either of them. Mm. Um, I think Oxo family were better on it. Lin- Linda Bellingham being sort of, um, sort of subtly titillating. A bit milky. The, the way the way they poured it, like it was so. I mean, of course, yeah. it wasn't gravy. I don't know what it was, but they, you know, they have home economists designing stuff to make it yeah. look extra delicious. So I don't know what they used, but my gravy that I made with soy sauce tonight really looked like something from an advert. It was, you know, thick and brown mm. and velvety, mate. Do you, do you feel as though you've um, leapt into a new dimension here and there's no going back? Well, I feel that, you know, we talked about autumn last week on our, I think it was on the live stream. Um, so not everyone heard it, but you made your feelings clear on autumn. And I think that you've got a, you know, very very good point of view on autumn is you think that it's in it's enshrouded by bullshit too much bullshit surrounds autumn it's full of shit autumn autumn's yeah, got it's, great it's... pr i don't know who they use for their pr yeah. but they're investing yeah. a lot in a top pr consultancy to really punch up their image for what is as you rightly say a fleeting couple of weeks between That's summer all it is. and winter 10 days 2 weeks at the most yeah and then it turns to winter pretty quickly but with school starting again this week which of course we are both delighted by, and I'm sure all our fellow parents listening are. You yeah, start thinking, lie. you start Can't thinking win. of autumnal things, and one of them's roasts. And now I've created a new version of my gravy, and I think that once the weather cools, which I think it will in a couple of weeks, that'll be getting pulled out quite a lot, mate. I'm just having Good. a glass of Nasecco here as well. That's Fucking that's hell. Prosecco without the boozing. That's living all right. Mm. So it tastes like Lucasade, to be honest, but I quite like oh. it. Well, nothing wrong with Lucas here, mate. No. Um, okay. Yeah, well, the summer is back, as we said. It's going to be, mm. I don't know about down south, but up here it's going to be hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Um, all week, I think. So um, yeah. the kids are back at school. We are, we'll have a lot of episodes in the bank at the start of the week. So I've got to take my daughter back to Scotland, to yeah. the University of Scotland, where she's going back <laughs> this week. Um, yeah. So after that, the hammock's going to be out, I think. Yeah. The hammock is going to be out. Um, yeah. I was in the hammock this afternoon and I discovered hmm. that it seems that I have an apple tree in the garden. What, you didn't which know I had that? Known, I, I had You've no lived knowledge there for of it. about two years. I've lived, this is my second summer yeah. in this house. And I had no knowledge there was an apple tree there. There was no apples on it last year, put it that way. I would yeah. have known. I would have hmm. seen them. And there's like fucking five or six apples on the cunt out there today. Wow. Wow. Red apples. Nice red apples. Ooh. Um, me and my daughter have had one each. Very tasty. So Red apples can delightful. sometimes be quite bitter. They they look tasty, but they're more bitter than a green apple generally. These these were all right. I generally prefer a red apple to a green apple. I think a, a green apple is a, chi- a child's apple. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but fucking hell, mate. There's like a load of different types of green apple. Green and apples the- that you make pies with, you know. 
Bramley's, oh, I like think they're cooking called. Cooking apples. Cooking apples. They're green, yeah, but you don't eat them. But golden delicious. Granny Smith's. Granny Smith. Is I golden, like a, golden delicious is a green one, isn't it? That's the child. Yeah, I don't like. They're too soft. I like a Coxie's. Or oh, oh, mate, do you know what a luxury apple is? Pink lady. Pink, pink lady is a good apple. A pink nice lady. and sweet, but not firm. cheap though. Not cheap either. No, it's a lat- as I say, it's a luxury Treat apple. Treat yourself. Rich yeah. man's apple. <laughs> Branson I want to. No, I'm not going to throw someone on the bus. I won't. I won't uh, name them. But we were. I was starting a radio show once many years ago, and I had a meeting with the production team, a couple of mm. young lads, like a week or two before it started to prepare. Mm. And I think it was a run over summer, and I said, "Okay, we've got you know twelve episodes to fill." Uh, what we need is a few regular items. Anything you want, anything goes. What I would like to challenge you two to do is next time we meet, have 20 ideas, right? Ooh. And the reason I say 20, right, is because that's encouraging you to just write any old shit down, which is what I want yeah. you to do. If yeah. I say four ideas, you're going to have to really overthink them and make sure they're perfect. But once you realise it's 20, you're like, literally, you'll write a- anything down, and I quite like that because you'll just write anything that sounds quite good in one line. So yeah. don't only write them in one line. Don't don't pad them out. Just give us the title. And then I said, like if we all do it that, it sounds like one of them one of the things that one of them business books. How to do yeah, business good? Yeah. yeah, but I didn't. This is just this is just maybe I will do my own business book one day. This is just Delaney thinking, right? Yeah. The thing is, what I want. Some people would say we want real quality, but with me, it's like. I just want quantity. In fact, I actively don't want quality, right? It's not my style. <laughs> quality, quality is not quality. Quality is not my style, right? No, no that's correct. Yes. So I said 60 ideas, right? We only need about six. So in those 60 ideas, if we have one-tenth of them are half decent and we can flesh them out, we're fucking laughing, yeah. lads, right? So they go, okay. And I did that whole kind of... And remember, right? There's no fucking wrong. Don't don't think. Don't for a moment think anything you can say. Yeah, is there's, gonna be wrong. There's no such thing as a bad idea. Yeah, all that. No, I, shit. I defy it to prove otherwise. Yeah, and one of them did because we came back and I said, right, let's hear the ideas. And I was thinking the ones at the top of their list will be their good ones. Yeah. And then as we get down, we'll get to the shit ones, and that's fine. It was the same on my list, but I must have been in a bad mood because the senior one of the two. I said, right, go on, you go first. Don't be shy, come on. And he's gone, right, first one, how do you like them apples? And I was like, what? How do you like them apples? But I think he said them apples, right? And I went, well, what's that? And he went, I don't really know. You said we didn't have to think it through. I'm just thinking maybe you review a different apple each week on air. (laughs) I don't, mate. That is a shit idea. Went, I thought you said there were no shit ideas. I said, well, that's what I thought, but here we are, mate. <laughs> but now, years later, I'm sat here with you thinking, yeah, I could review an apple on this podcast, no problem. I'm wondering whether we could do uh, another one of these things on the turbo where we have a showdown and vote. Like an, the a, World a Cup of, the World I, Cup yeah, of I Apples. I we were going to do that once. I wonder what would win. In an apple. Do you remember once years ago we'll on this podcast, I actually tried a pair, not on air, but literally just before we came on air, and I'd never and tried a pair before. A non-air pair. It was a non-air pair, 
But it, I think we filled a whole episode with it because we came on, we started recording, and I revealed that I'd just tasted a pear for the first time in my life. Yeah. And it was a revelation. I loved it. And you, you told me that you'd been into pears for years. And oh, I think that we? when I was a kid, I looked at, at pears with suspicion. I thought households were either apple households or pear households. Right. Well, and our household was an apple household. And therefore, I thought, yeah, I know. But, you know, like, we've talked about this before. The, ch- the choices, the consumer choices in your house when mm. you're a kid, like, are really take on a huge amount of significance and when you go and stay over at other kids houses and they have i remember just being a we had crest toothpaste i remember being astonished that my best mate's house had colgate toothpaste but my mum encouraged a kind of a weird snobbery about it okay you know their house they don't have the same soap as us they've got a different one what what is it what's it look like i i think it's called pears oh no disgusting disgusting Mm. Right, <laughs> common. It's like common some soap. So, some some kids were banned from watching ITV, weren't they? Famously. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Could only well, watch the BBC. Yeah, there was a there was a. Are you tapping something, Sam? Uh, just some shoot. Sh- uh, what I'm actually doing is moving around a small notepad on my desk. Okay, just moving it, it around tappy. with my fingers. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fine. I'll stop that now. Uh, they. Yeah, there was this, there was a Christmas carol that was bastardised to that effect, wasn't there? When when shepherds washed their socks by night, whilst watching BBC, the angel of the Lord came down and switched to ITV. <laughs> Never heard that before. I was going to say I had cousins like that. I had cousins. I had two yeah. cousins, the twin girls, and they were a couple of years below me at school. Right at my primary school. And sometimes if my mum was unable to pick me up, right, she'd get my aunt to, so I'd go home with them. And they were quite posh and they um, weren't allowed, not only were they not allowed to watch ITV, they weren't even allowed to watch the whole of C, you know, we didn't call it CBBS at the time or CBBC, but you know, the whole thing. That started at what did it start like three forty five wasn't it yeah right and then it go on till about five thirty or something right yeah I obviously I'm sure you were the same well like we've talked about in our houses the telly was on one hundred percent time sometimes even when no one was in leave it on keep the dog company or even when nothing was on like when the test card was on you'd sit and have the test card on on. it keeps the dog company if we got all go out for the day dog gets bored leave the telly on for it likes it. He likes it. He the telly on for the dog. I've had yeah. um, Sky Sports News on this week because he likes the uh, Deadline Deer drama. Oh, he gets really excited, yeah. Who doesn't? That, yeah. So, but at this house, and my cousins, I'd always be like, they'd go like, your auntie's, you've got to go home with the twins today. My mum would go, you've got to go home with the twins today because I'm not going to be able to get away from work to pick you up. So usually she'd pick me up and I'd go to her office, right, to sign centre. And I'd be like this, oh, no. No, I mean, my auntie was really nice and I liked the twins as well. Although, obviously, when you're a young boy hanging around with two girls who are two years younger than you, it's like, you know. I got, I got confused. Nice. I thought they were the twins from the Sid James Budgerigar video that we, we covered a while <laughs> yeah, ago. The twins, yeah, <laughs> the funny thing is, he refers to them as the twins in that. And in my family, these these two sisters, still to they're this twins. day, like they're in their 40s now, that we only refer to them as the twins. Right. Always, almost gives them a bit of a sinister air if people don't know them. Yeah. They're perfectly lovely ladies. But anyway, I'd go, 
oh, we've got to go to the Twins. I mean, can't I go to one of my mates' houses? And she'd go like, well, no, I've called their mums and they can't have you today or whatever. <laughs> you upset them last time with your endless jabber. And so they <laughs> they said they don't want you there. They're all right, but the dad, the dad, he, he just got in from his shift, from his, like, he'd done a night shift, and he said all he could hear was you banging on about bollocks and they don't want Apples. you round. The dad, the, about apples, apparently. And the dad's just saying, who was that? Who was that little fringe you Yeah, I don't want him coming again. Drove <laughs> <laughs> me up the wall with all that apple chat. <laughs> anyway, so they go, you've got to go to the twins. And I would know two things, because they were a bit posher than us, right? One, not only could they not watch ITV, they had it, there were certain shows they couldn't, couldn't watch on the beat. It was basically like, you can't watch that much TV. And so they were allowed to watch. Go on, you'll be able to guess. Guess what they were allowed to watch? Blue Peter. Fucking right, Blue Peter, right? Jesus Christ. And, you know, obviously we've done deep dives on John Noakes and whatnot, so it's not like we're completely averse to to Blue Peter, Sarah Green, Janet Ellis. Some of the biggest persons of interest on this podcast are graduates. Some Sarah Green information coming up later on as well. Oh, good. Hold on to that. There, There are graduates of Blue Peter, but... When you've got the whole thing, you know, you might have missed out on Penelope Pitstop, Top Cat, in later years, Press Gang, certainly Grain Chill, which was, you know, I think objectively everyone knows that was the best of all of them, right? You miss all of this, but you can watch fucking Blue Peter, right? Which is like saying you can just have a piece of bread and butter, right? Maybe not even butter. Right. No sweets, no crisps, nothing like that. And that was the other thing about their house was they would be given like healthy snacks. So you come in and you. I was used every day after mm. school. I'd be able to go to the sweet shop Hardins and I could get a bag of sweets every day. Right. Yeah. And they when you were see like a bag of sweets. Is that like a mix up? Like yeah, like a twenty pence you know, mix up. Yeah. So you'd like you, I'd choose them. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd have a little paper bag and there'd be like, yeah. you know, a few penny sweets in them every day. And I'd just, obviously, I'd just eat them all immediately. I mean, I'd be eating them. The bag would be practically gone by the time I walked out the door of the shop, right? But the vibe at my cousin's house was a bit more like, you've got this tube of fruit pastels, yeah? Mm. And if you're good, each day after school, you can have one each. Fucking hell. And that'll last us the week. And if you want something to eat when you're watching Blue Peter, right, mm. we're going to chop you up some fucking carrots and cucumber. And I would be like... God, not even fruits, not even grapes. No, I'd be like, this is a, this is a fucking joke. This but is like fucking prison. I, it, that's what I felt like. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. But it was good because it made me realize how my own house... Although the doors were hanging off the hinges, there was no central heating and, and whatnot. Right. It was like a Shangri-La in many ways. Do you know what I mean? It was like Disneyland. Um, and one time, my mum, when well, my mum loves fucking talking about this, right? Because she obviously, you know, she'd be like, oh, yeah, you were never allowed anything around that house, were you? And I said, no. And then one time they had to come to our house and they must have fucking been right down low on the list right they must have been like oh fucking hell we're gonna have to send them home with sam right <laughs> they must have asked every fucker in the school first right so they'll come back to my house and obviously they've got to my house the telly's on and my mum just gives it there you go sit in front of that i got stuff to do yeah. and they couldn't sure. believe it they were like looking over both shoulders like what watch what you want why is Magpie, no one if you want why why is no one trying to monitor us why are we why are we allowed to do this? And I'd be like sitting back going, don't worry. Welcome. Welcome to my world. I know you're probably thinking this is odd, but trust me, you'll get used to it very fucking quick. Sit back and relax. And let me tell you, it doesn't end there. I think you're going to like a little surprise any moment now. Because I would know that my mum would be bringing in a heavily sugary snack for us, right? And there's this one time, it's legendary still, she came back in. And my cousins, these two girls, are like very little, like small, mm. you know, dainty. From all the carrots. And they're very dainty. They're full of carrots, right? And she's come in with a whole fucking massive long box of Cadbury's chocolate fingers, right? Oh. And my mum just opened it and just slung it on the coffee table in front of us go, there you go. And then just walks out again. And again, they're like looking over both shoulders like, what? Why have they just left these here? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you better get stuck into them quick before the dog has them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining you in that scenario, like that time Bart Simpson was dressed up as Hugh Hefner. Yeah, it was he's, like that. He's smoking a jacket like, on in his bubble pipe. In his ladies, <laughs> ladies, you have not lit. Today is the day you begin to truly live. <laughs> Do you know what they are? <laughs> no. They're <laughs> fucking Cadbury's chocolate fingers. Put one in your mouth and life will never be the same again. <laughs> anyway, they couldn't believe it. and They started slow. But in the end, when they realised, fuck me, this is, there's like, there are no rules here. We're watching fucking Magpie and eating chocolate fingers and there's no mm. adult here to stop us. They ate fucking loads and they both vomited. They were sick. <laughs> they both were sick. And my mum was so proud. <laughs> she, you know, she was very close to my aunt, and she absolutely loved her. They were good mates, and my aunt was really nice. But she just had a different approach, and um, obviously, my mum sort of thought it was funny. She didn't feel guilty. She thought it was really funny that she'd overfed 
like it's not her sister by the way it was my dad's sister but they were still mates All and, right. go, and she just thought it was really funny that she'd overfed their, her daughters because she knew how prissy they were or like the whole family or so she thought it was really funny that they had to like that she overfed them with Cadbury's fingers and they threw up just a quick other one my cousins they are quite legends actually I might have told you this before but one of them right years ago I was buying a house and the estate agent was this geezer. I won't name him, right? Let's say his name was Robert, right? And and we're talking and he mentioned what school he went to, right? And I said, my cousins went to that school. And he said, what are their names? And I said, no, said twins. And he straight away went, oh, yeah. Yeah, of course I know the twins. Wow, they're legendary. They're in my year, right? They're both very beautiful, right? So if you see them, you know. They're, they're identical and they're right. very beautiful, right? And... um so he was like, wow, they're your cousins. Wow, that's amazing. And uh, so I texted them both or one of them. And I go, well, I'm dealing with this geezer. Robert says he went to school with you. Give, give us the lowdown, right? Now, because twi- a lot of twins have, um, they're born very premature. And as a result, sometimes they have certain health issues. And yeah. in the case of my, my cousins, they are allergic to fucking everything, right? Right. And... Um, uh, and obviously it goes out saying they're both fucking heavily allergic to peanuts, yeah? Oh, right, and yeah. they tell me a story that this geezer, Robert, he had a massive crush on one of the two twins for the whole right. of school. And, how, how can you have a, if they're identical, how can you have a crush I know, on one of them? Well, there's a fu- let me tell you, there's a lot of extra <laughs> spin-off stories about their dealings with boyfriends. Let's Twin just say a lot of boyfriends have given it the whole, oh, sorry, I got you muddled up. Oh. that's why I walked in on you in the shower, all that bollocks, right? Anyway, he's fancied her for like the whole five years and she's given him the knockback quite a lot, you know, and he's in the friend zone and he thinks it's never yeah. going to happen until, you know, they're leaving fifth year and it's the fifth year prom and uh, she's pissed and he's a bit pissed and she's finally sort of, I think, thought, I'll oh, fuck it. I'm going to snog him. It's the last day. He's, you know, he's been sort of wanting this for years. We're leaving. Fine. (laughs) I don't don't want to say it was a pity snog, but whatever. I don't know what her thinking was really, but I think that she was like, all right. And he couldn't believe this. It's like five years worth of dreams come true. Right. But he's, he's wearing braces, right? He's still got braces on, right? Sometimes you're wearing them right into the fifth year. And, uh, he kisses her in the corner of the prom and about three seconds into the pro- into the kiss of him thinking, I can't believe this. I can't believe this is actually happening. This is the best moment of my whole life. He just hears a choking sound, right? And she pulls away, right? And her fucking whole head is fucking blown up like a Belisha oh, beacon. Oh, God. And she can't breathe. And he goes, what's happening? What's happening? And her sister runs over and goes, what the fuck have you done to her? And he goes, I don't know. And he go- she was saying, did you kiss her? And he goes, yeah. And he went, have you let any peanuts? He went, of course I haven't let any peanuts. And then he suddenly goes, oh, hang on a minute. And before coming out, he'd had a fucking peanut butter sandwich. And all the oh. fucking peanuts. And there was traces. You know, you only needs like a bit of peanut dust to set someone off who's got a peanut takes, allergy. Yeah. And there was remnants, right? Remnants of peanut butter in his braces. And so as soon as they'd kissed, that was it. It was the kiss that almost killed her. Ambulance turns up at the prom. She's rushed off to fucking A&E. They give her the epi and all that stuff. And luckily she lives. But he's for the rest of his life thinking that was the big opportunity I'd waited for for my whole life. And after three seconds, it almost ended in the death 
of my crash. The death of my love. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, Shakespearean, that. It, it, yeah, or like an old country and western song. That as well. Yeah. So did he turn out to be a good estate agent? He was actually a really nice bloke, and he was a good estate agent. And um, so all's well that ends well. I think he's pretty happy now. Last I heard of him, he was married with a couple mm. of kids and perfectly happy. And my cousin's very happy too. And so I think all's well that ends well. But good. at the time, good. must have been terrible. Yeah. Are you a good estate agent, listeners? Anyone out there a good estate agent? Get in touch. Yeah, some oh, of them a good loan right. shark. Tell us, tell us why you're. <laughs> some of them are all right. Um, what did you have news about? We're, about? we're about out of time. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah. I know you've got something you wanted to say, but we'll we'll save it for Friday. No, no, I've um, got to tell you this one, or I'll forget. You've got all right and gone. Well, you go first. No, I was just going to add. Just thinking about golden delicious apples. Oh it, yeah. The the child's apple, and I think that's because the only good use for golden delicious is as the middle of a toffee apple. You reckon? Yeah. Am I thinking right that uh, Golden Delicious are a sort of a quite a pale green? Yeah. And they're softish, because I, I like a good crunch to my apple. I've got a bit of crunch about them, I think. Golden I like it. I don't like the crunchiest ones, the very bright green ones with a tough skin that are completely solid, bright they're green. They're like Granny Smiths. Apple. They're Granny Smiths. For me, they're too tough. Yeah. And that's why I like either a Cox's, or if I've got a few quid, if it's been a good month and I've got a bit of extra walking around money, I'll treat yeah. myself to a pink lady, right? That, yeah. for me, that's the right amount of crunch and crisp do in you, an apple. Do you, do you ever buy an individual pink lady that comes in the net? Well, in London, that's very often, I find time. myself walking down a street market and I'll see, like, an old lady, cockney lady, selling apples, and I'll go, hello, darling, and I'll pick an apple up off of her... Um, stool and i'll throw it up bounce it off my forearm catch it take a bite and give her a wink and she's like fine with that that's just the way apples are are bought and consumed in london sort of like it's a tradition we don't often pay and you'll kind of jump up and click your heels together as you go yeah and she goes yeah you cheeky cunt and i'll go say happy lucky and that's just that's just that's that's and the that's way it. Apple exchanges play out. Mm. Um, no, just quickly, I was in the Isle of Wight and uh, I've been talking a lot recently about McDonald's parties. We talked about McDonald's a lot recently on the podcast and what a big deal having a McDonald's party was when you were a kid. Mm. I never personally had one, but you do know that if you're if someone at school says they're having a McDonald's party, it's a big deal, right? And you're really fucking hoping to be on the guest list. So... The one that me and my mum always talk about is a guy, again, I've got to start changing names, so I'm always getting myself in trouble. They say his name was... Uh, Robert. <laughs> yeah. Another geezer <laughs> called Robert, but not the estate agent. Robert. Right. He's had, a, he, he's had a McDonald's party, and I didn't... I wasn't close friends with him, so I wasn't confident I'd get invited, but I did. And it was going well, but there was another kid there. Let's call him, I don't know, Mark, right? And he was one of those kids. He was he was no trouble. He wasn't a bully or, or anything like that, but he was volatile, emotionally volatile. So he'd be the sort of kid at school who'd just lose his rag with the teacher and throw something, but completely out of the blue for no yeah. sort of certainable reason. So you knew he had a few emotional issues, but it was fine. Um, but I think he basically became overwhelmed by intense situations and basically 
he was invited unexpectedly, perhaps as a late call-up to his McDonald's party, right. and and uh, he just didn't, he did not, he couldn't cope. And we got there, and all the singing and the shouting and the fucking madness and the excitement of being at McDonald's and everyone putting their orders in. You know, the mum comes and goes, "What what sort of burger do you want?" or whatever. And it's a lot. And he's lost it and started crying and started shouting and just kicking off. And the parents of the part of the birthday boy couldn't really control him because they had a lot of kids there. And he's run away from the party, right? Mm. But he stayed within the confines of the McDonald's. The party was going on upstairs. But it was a large McDonald's. And he's run downstairs and he's gone feral. He's gone wild. Like a yeah. stray man of McDonald's, basically, right? And the parents, there's just two parents, and they just got, we can't fucking control this. As long as he doesn't leave the McDonald's, which we don't think he's going to, we're just going to have to leave him to it, right? And he was running, and he was hiding, and then he'd pop out and shout and swear, and then he'd disappear again. And that was that. And we all had a laugh about because, you know, it's like you run sympathetic about things like that when you're a kid. You just think, ha ha, he's gone mad, right? Yeah. Um, and then of course, we kids look at- like that. It turns out they've got like, issues. Like, yeah, exactly. They've got issues, but we didn't know that, that at the time. So that was at the a time, thing then. No. You just think, ah, oh, he's gone mental. And it was, yeah, I mean, definitely looking <laughs> yeah. back, he, he had some issues that nowadays everyone would have been more sensitive about. So we looked out the window. It's like I was picking up tubs, saying I've had a bit dull. So when was my mum coming? So I look out the window, I see my mum coming down the high street. And I'm like, ah, oh, brilliant, my mum's here. I'm about nine, ten, right? So I go to the top of the stairs and I look down at the front doors waiting for my mum to come in. My mum comes through the double doors of this McDonald's, starts walking towards the stairs, sees me, gives me a big smile, waves. I wave back, hello, mum. I have a core pile with teeth and now I'll come out with you. Right, really excited, brilliant day. And at that moment, almost in my mind, it happened in slow motion. I see this kid, Mark. By the way, I forgot Robert. to... Accru- uh, oh, yeah, Robert. No, Robert was the kid whose birthday it was. Mark's the one who's gone oh, right. feral. Okay. Right. Mark, by the way, crucial bit of information I forgot to tell you in terms of illustrating his character. He was the kid, and a lot of schools have them, who on school photo day, class photo day, would always come in wearing a bow tie, right? Right. And also, if he came to a birthday party, would always come wearing a bow tie. tie. Which I can't tell you, I don't know, at the time, I probably thought that's a bit weird. Now I look back and I've got nothing but respect for that. I think it's a superb (laughs) touch for a kid to do. And I would love it if I could convince my kid to do it, but he never would. If, right, if so it was his own choice, if he was dressed up like that, I don't think it was his own choice, but I kind of think it was because or... he, he was an eccentric. Be was like, it a religious fo- thing, maybe? School photo, oh. is it? Right, get the bow tie out. <laughs> right. And uh, anyway, he's emerged suddenly from like underneath a table and he's run up behind my mum, who he's seen, wait, he knew it was my mum. He's seen me waving at her and her waving back. And I remember the look on his face. He had that weird face where a kid like, in concentration, puts their tongue between their teeth like this. You can see. <laughs> right, I can remember it because it was such a vivid memory. And he runs up behind my mum and I'm shouting, oi, because I can see he's approaching her to commit a terrible act. And you know what he did? He booted my mum up her ass. Fucking hell. And I went, I saw red, mate. I, I went. Apps, I went hysterical with rage. I came down yeah. the stairs like, oh, fuck it, I didn't get near him. Loads of people intervened. My mum intervened. My mum seemed to be just laughing. She found it funny, right? <laughs> but <laughs> it's the sort of thing she finds funny, right? And yeah. um, and I was fucking livid. And I've never 
forgiven that cunt. And I tell you what, even if I said, I believe he lives in the Far East now, not London, but in the Far East of the planet. But if he ever fucking shows his face around here again, he's getting a dry slap because you don't kick Fuck someone else's mum up the arse at a McDonald's birthday party. Yeah. By the way, that was not the story that I was going to tell you. We were talking about that, me and my mum reminiscing, and she told me that Rod, the osteopath, right, her yes. husband, who's really weird, he kind of pretends he doesn't know what McDonald's is Who, as part of it's, his... It's now, it's now too late to change his name on this podcast. Yeah, way too late. She told me that his son had a McDonald's party once when he was about 10. I, I was mates with his son, but I didn't go to this party. And he walked in, Rod, and he'd never been in a McDonald's before, but his son had basically convinced him to do a McDonald's party, but Rod didn't know how it how they operated. Nice. And he had 10 kids with him, and he walked in with all these 10 kids, and at a McDonald's party, you're getting excited, like, what are you going to have? What are you going to have? I've got a cheaper. I've got a big bat. He walked straight up to the account of all these kids with him, and without asking them anything, he just went straight up and he said, he, examined, he quietly examined the menu above the counter and then he just turned to the woman and he went, 10 egg McMuffins, please. <laughs> <laughs> and his kid was like, what? <laughs> 10 egg McMuffins. I've looked at the menu. They're the ones that seem the most reasonably priced. None of you are going to finish one of those Big Mac things, so it'd be a complete waste. You'd all get, there'd be a load of half-eaten Big Macs, whatever that is, everywhere. They look enormous. No, I think it's very sensible. Ten Egg McMuffins, and they made him ten Egg McMuffins, no chips, nothing else, just dished them out, the kids. Worst McDonald's party ever. And he admitted that to my mum not that long ago. And because of the way my mum is, she just was like, she had a go at him. This is something that probably happened in 1983. She's like, you stupid fucking cunt. Who the fuck turns up at a fucking McDonald's at a kid's party and, off and orders 10 fucking Egg McMuffins? He's like, well, don't start on me now. I mean, it was a long time ago. Well, what's done is done. Out of order, though, is it? I couldn't stop laughing at that. 10 Egg McMuffins. Amazing. Fuck me. Yeah, standard Rod McDonald stuff there. <laughs> um, all right, then. That's the episode. Uh, prediction update. We've got three points each. That's it. So what about what about that that metal cunt? Yeah, three. Oh, three. we all Every, three of us every, got three everything. points. Human machine all got three points. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're no further forward. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's it from this, and we'll be back throughout the week. Uh, thank you very much, and goodbye. Goodbye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.